Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, fan listeners, I am your host, Adam, and I am joined by your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. First of all, glad to hear and see that you are safe. Did you lose any power over the weekend? No, not really. No, there was a couple flickers, but that's about it. Uh, I guess the same can't be said for uh, yep. for many people. Uh, you know that was uh, quite the quite the storm, and uh, you know there's still people on the island without power. There's still people in Nova Scotia, Newfoundland without power, and uh, you know it's just uh, that was some of the pictures and some of the videos. Just ugh. like you see it in. Jamaica and Bermuda mm. and all these other countries are like, wow, like that's crazy what water can do. And then when you see it basically in your backyard in Shediac or even Port of Bass, Newfoundland, where uh, Stro is from, like is that whole four or five houses just going into the water. Like mm-hmm. water is so undefeated and can do so much damage. Um, it's like I said, we didn't even have any flickers of power. Um, the Flyers game I thought would be canceled for sure is basically the rest of hockey in the Maritimes was canceled, but, um, Fredericton made it home. Okay. I guess. I mean, it wasn't too bad Friday night. It was mm-hmm. more rain inland, but then overnight, uh, some of the videos from Shetty, at like four in the morning of water just crashing. And <laughs> Layla's like, she always wants to buy a house in the water. Let's buy a house in the water. We don't need a summer home and a, and a winter home. Like if we want this home, let's just buy it. And then after the storm, she's like, or, Maybe we just maybe stay more inland. And I'm like, yeah, I think that would probably be a good plan. But um, it it just, water is undefeated. Like, it Mm -hmm. was crazy to see the amount of devastation. And it's going to take years for this, for these, uh, some of these areas to to build up again. And, you know, it's, uh, you can't, uh, you know, houses, houses can be replaced and, you know, lives cannot. And uh, there's, uh, there's three, I know three of uh, three deaths, you know, one in PEI, one in one in Nova Scotia, one in Newfoundland, and um, just you know, uh, it's tough. Yeah, yeah you're right because you, you see the stuff and you know in the Caribbean and and up the coast, you just never expect something like that forceful, right? It's you know we we usually get the tail ends of hurricanes, but it's you know it's a tropical storm yeah. or or this and that. Well, this this was still going at 160. Category three, yeah, like kilometers an hour, and um, just devastation everywhere. I uh, couldn't couldn't believe it. Uh, some of these pictures and videos, like it's 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 eye opening. It's you, you just never you ever want to wish that upon anybody. And you know, there's another one coming up the coast. Uh, you know, Florida, um, Florida, and in Cuba, I think it's Hurricane Ian. And uh, yeah, so you know we're uh, this is this is the time of the year, this is hurricane season. Yep. So hopefully this one is uh, not so powerful, but uh, it is supposed to hit Florida and, and, and Cuba pretty hard. So um, you know, let's uh, yeah, the Bucks are the Bucks are at home, and even this week they were asking the media was asking right after the loss on Sunday, like, do you have plans in place if there's a hurt like? what you're going to do for practice, what you're going to do for the games. They're supposed to play Sunday night. They might not play Sunday night. It might be a Saturday. It might be moved somewhere, but it's just, it's, yeah, it's hurricane season. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, 
people can slowly rebuild. I mean, you, you, you can replace a house, you can replace things in your house, but you know, as long as most people are safe and obviously we, our hearts go out to the three that were, that were lost in their families, but, um, just shout out to everyone that's helped. And I know it's cool to have videos, but sometimes just stay out of everyone's way and let them get the, let them get the job done. Um, I mean, I don't want to transition from that, but, uh, it's that time of year, man. Not only hockey starting, but mass singer kicked off the, the amazing race kicked off. Not even the Canadian one. Did you watch the amazing race yet? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, not the American one. No. Oh, okay. <coughs> Sorry. No worries. Water went down the wrong hole. <laughs> so you didn't watch the American one yet? Not yet. Oh man. I'm still, okay. um, I'm still, I'm so behind on recorded shows right now. No worries. Uh, the wife and I got into, uh, Apple TV. Yep. So we discovered the morning show. Uh, I know you. So good. You, you got, you yep. guys have binged that one. And yep. so we're just, um, we just finished uh, season one last night, so okay. we're going to get into season two. So we're, we want to get through that, and then we'll start, you know, picking up on some of these shows. Okay. I'll, I'll get to it. All right. Well, I, I wanted, I was hoping you watched it because I want to tell you about episode one and how they changed it, episode one, a little bit because it was kind of a cool idea. But I will wait till you get there. Okay. Next uh, week we'll have it. All right. Mass Singer kicked off. We're not going to go through anyone, everyone. There was only four. Um, Harp, Hedgehog. Hummingbird and Knight. Uh, the Knight you knew right away um, mm-hmm. was William Shatner. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured out. I, I was like, I have no, I know that voice from somewhere. I know that voice from somewhere. Layla saw it. Spoiler alert. So she's like, do you want me to tell you? And I'm like, yep. Um, so that was William Shatner. The Hedgehog I figured was British. I thought maybe it was uh, um, Ringo Starr. So I had it was Eric Idle. So the harp uh, moved on. So basically they had four. One was the king and queen, so they're moving on. They're going to reveal the hummingbird when after tonight when you hear this. Um, so the hummingbird, like, it's in – sports is in their DNA. They know Shaq. They had a cleat, soccer, football. They had two Super Bowl rings. Um, the scoreboard said 7-1-0. I don't know what that meant. But two Super Bowl rings, I'm going to go with Eli Manning. 7-1-0? Yeah, it was, it was 71-0. to zero. So I'm gonna go with I'm. I, it's not Tom Brady, and I know it's not Tom Brady. What's um, the area code for seven one zero? I have no idea. Uh, nothing. I know it's not Tom Brady because my personal Twitter didn't blow up with the amount of Bucks yeah. media and fans that I follow. Um, but the two Super Bowl rings, I'm gonna go. It's a football player of some sort. I'm gonna go with Eli Manning. I think it was. I think it was Ken that said it looked like Peyton Manning, so that could be a throw-off, but I'm going to go with Eli Manning. The voice to me sounds like Patrick Mahomes. Cool. That would be a good it's one. It's kind of got that. He's only got one Super Bowl, though. I know, but. Courtesy of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, there was two rings, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, they got the one of the people had a ring on each finger. Now, it might not be football. It might be basketball but there was a cleat so i i assumed it was super bowl so that's why i went to eli manning to me it sounded it sounded like like patrick mahomes because people say he he sounds like kermit the frog yeah sometimes and i kind of picked up a kermit-ish mm-hmm. voice okay. so I don't, I don't know if that's just me or not but it could it could be tom brady it could be peyton manning it could be patrick mahomes or for all we know it could be a backstreet boy you know, it, it's uh, these week one. Could be Nick Carter 
Yeah, Nick Carter's a fan of the Bucks who have two Super Bowl rings. Yeah. So yeah, that can make it's you not know, his voice though. It's it's only week one, so it's tough to pick up on these clues right now. But yeah, William Shatner was easy. Eric Idle, I've never heard of. No. And um, yeah, that's what's the other one? The one. That the other one was Harp. And Harp. So yeah, I don't know this one at all. The biggest like the biggest show category was a lead in something. There was a witch hat, which led me to Wicked. Um, 3D, so I think Wicked was in 3D in theaters, but it is one of the bigger Broadway ones. And then the question that they were asked was, like, what's your favorite award in actor, music, comedy, award-winning? And now they literally, uh, Adina Menzel. <laughs> I was like, I'm drawn on the blank. She made her fame in Wicked. She was in Frozen. She was in Glee. Mm-hmm. So that's who I have. But I, I think she's got the voice, and we haven't seen the rest of them, that have a chance to go to the final. Very, very good voice. Uh, I think, yeah, you're probably going to see this one go very far in the competition. Uh, I picked up on the American Idol clues. Glee, I wouldn't know anything about, but that's... You didn't watch Glee? No. No. Hmm. Is it good? I thought so. Okay. I'll look in. <laughs> Again, it's a show that's probably been on TV <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> that's over now, but yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, another episode comes out tonight. It is our favorite part of the show, so um, it is one of our favorite shows. For this show, because I think some of you like it, and if not, you can fast forward. But uh, yeah, let's get into let's get into it. We got a guest tonight. Uh, so before we do, don't forget as always, you can follow us on social medias: Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok by the same name, Wildcast Podcast, and on YouTube. Last week was a bit of a glitch as the video would not upload for me, no matter what I did. So I do apologize for that. But don't forget to smash the like and subscribe button. The quick question: the queue kicked off, sir. What is your biggest surprise? Because mine uh, early on is Baycomo being 2-0, and laying a thumping uh, 7-1 to Ramuski, and then uh, getting a 3-2 victory. So mine would probably be Baycomo being 2-0, and uh, and then obviously Justin Poirier with the, the hat trick there. So um, that would be kind of my biggest surprise in week one or weekend one. It's, it's kind of tough when none of the Maritime teams got playing, but mm-hmm. that would uh, – well, there was one Maritime game. But – That'd be my biggest takeaway. What's yours? I would have to agree. Uh, that was yeah, two two wins, and you know, for them to be, you know, tied for the league. I know it's early, but yeah. uh, tied for the uh, the league lead right now. It's kind of, you know, they're they're leading the Eastern Conference, uh, tied with uh, Quebec. So, uh, you know, Quebec winning two games is is not much of a of a surprise. Um, Sherbrooke winning two games, not much of a surprise. Um, you know, Gatineau to get one point, probably disappointing, but, mm-hmm. you know, considering they're down, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten guys. And now Mannix Landry's out Manic, for yeah. a couple more weeks. Like that's 10 to, 10 to 12 weeks for Mannix Landry. That's four, you know, a four month injury. That's a, uh, extremely tough break. Uh, they're going to be, um, you know, it's funny to say this because they're going to be without Vera uh, Antonin Ferro for a while, mm-hmm. Mannix Landry for a while. Mm-hmm. Who else? Do they have Nadeau. another one? Nadeau? Nadeau. Yeah. So, you know, these guys are going to be out probably till Christmas. Yeah. And if Gatineau can do decent enough, that's like getting three superstar players for absolutely nothing you know because that's that's going to be they're going to be adding three players at christmas time 
that they didn't have in the first half. So if they can get off to a decent start and they get those three guys in their lineup for the second half, like watch out. That's uh, those are three huge acquisitions. Trying to find it, but there was a one of the, like with Matt, the Mannix Lander injury. That's one of their twenty year olds. So I think it was Martin Leahy who was talking about adding a twenty year old, kind of a cheaper goaltender, which is a Chad Arsenal who can get you wins. What helps them is the fact that they're in the West Division with Renaranda, Valdor, mm-hmm. Blainville. Mm-hmm. So they can kind of tread water and add those three players plus add one of the top goaltenders at the deadline. Yeah, like if there's a team that can kind of withstand it in a division that they should run away with, it's probably Gatineau. Um, but, yeah, it's that's never never good when you have all the, the expectations and 11 players at the NHL level and then three major injuries to three very good players. Yeah, they're um, – yeah, th- I think it's pretty – they're lucky to be playing in the division they are. <laughs> yeah. Because they can easily get off to a, a really strong start, take advantage of their opponents, and, you know, then just go on a tear in the second half once they have a full have, have a full healthy roster. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was – you picked them to – I picked them yeah. after acquiring goaltender to go to the final. Yeah, good uh, good choice. That's where I'm going right yeah. now. Got lucky we should win again last year, so let's yeah. go again with this one. Uh, maybe that's the guy we should get on is Martin Leahy. Talk about the Gatineau situation. Mm. All right, let's get to some news and notes. News and notes from around the queue. Some good news coming out of the, I'm guessing, QHL press conference or league meeting or whatever it was. They are going back to the four of seven best of seven series instead of the uh, best of five. I Kind of wondered if maybe that first round they'd go best of five and then continue best of seven, but thankfully they're going back to best of seven all the way around. And the other uh, bit of good news, I mean, there was others, but from Michael Alonset, the league is working on a face-to-face draft in June 2023, but it is not confirmed yet. And what did you uh, what did you message that we should have retweeted with that with? When we talk, the people listen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It, I don't know. I don't really care where it is. We'll probably go. Hopefully, it's a little bit closer so that it's a little easier on the uh, travel, like up the road here from from the studio right into the Avenir Center. But I don't care where it is. Let's just have it back to and let's in person. And I don't even care if we got to pay for it. No, I'd even go to. I would go to St. John. I would go to Halifax. I would go to Charlottetown. The only ones we'll have probably not be able to go to is. Valdor or Renderenda. Yeah, that may that may be tough. <laughs> That'd be a tough trip. Yeah. Um even Gatineau's a little far. Um Yeah, but yeah. depending on the weekend you get the uh you get the draft during the day, you get a nice red black Stampeders game if we're lucky enough for that. And you get the casino. You get the casino and away we go. It's a weekend yeah. away. Um helmet ads are here in the Maritimes. Uh the Titan have the pure and simple logo, the Mooseheads have the Scotiabank logo. I don't think we've heard from St. John, I would imagine if they did, it would be TD. Um, Cape Breton and Moncton don't have any yet, but uh, obviously we haven't seen them play yet, so we have no idea. Uh, Vancouver Giants, they're going to host the 2023 Top Prospects game January 25th. Got to believe Etienne Moran makes the journey at West. And mm-hmm. like I said to you, is he the only one, or do we see maybe a Thomas Auger? It's going to depend, I guess, on his first half. Uh, if he can get on to the central scouting rankings... Is there's a possibility, but for right now, let's just pencil in Moran, and uh, we'll start there. Loshing's too old for that, eh? Yes. Yeah, it would only be... He would have been last year, right? 
Yeah, it would be because he is an 04, but he's a late to 04, I think. You're looking at Lounsbury, Morin, OJ, Mueller. Mueller's an 04, yeah. Yeah, late 04, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's eligible. Yeah, Lushing's a February yeah. 04. So, so. It's, I think it's anything after f- September 15th. Okay. That would be, yeah, so I think those are the only four that would uh, qualify. Um, yeah, so obviously Morat for sure. Mm-hmm. And the others, the others, it's it's going to depend on the first half. But you know, I think Morat's pretty much uh, a guarantee, barring you know injury or whatever. But right. I think I like his I like his chances. And lucky for him, when he goes there, uh, it's on a Wednesday, so he's got two days off, and then St. John Cape Breton at home, so he won't be making the crazy midnight red eye trip back to play three games in four nights like yeah. <laughs> Barbashev did last year. Um, what else we got here? Uh, so, we, you know, obviously off the top, we talked about the uh, the hurricane. Um, the Islanders seem to be have hit the hardest uh, with the power in the arena. Um, the pictures came out with the ice looking pretty gray as the ice started to melt, like any freezer would. Mm-hmm. Um, they're working hard to restore it, but I do believe their next game, um, where was that schedule, is the 8th. They were supposed to play St. John this weekend. Don't really see that happening, but uh, yeah, they were ho- supposed to open this weekend, but the eighth. But I don't even know where they'd practice. The Islanders. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess Cornwall, depends where it was hit. Pownall, I mean, at these places of power, I mean, maybe they can get a trip over here. Uh, Coliseum's open. Yeah, make. I mean, it's not the best situation, but not a bad home rink for your club. Somerside, well, Somerside's still on the island. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, you know, there might be, might be a, some more postponements. I mean, f- we've already we've already seen, uh, you know, the game tonight, and uh, you know, Cape Brighton's already been postponed, mm-hmm. right? So that's um, that was surprising, but also kind of expected because you know these the, these places are going to be probably waiting a week or so possibly more for, for power to be restored. And uh, so I think right now they're just taking the, the precautions to make sure that everything's back up and running before they, you know, get any, any crowds or any games in uh, just, just postpone them. And it's still early in the season. There's plenty of time to, to reschedule them. I was just trying to see if they had the, yeah, the next scheduled Islanders home game from the East link center Twitter account. Um, is scheduled October 8th against mm-hmm. the Mooseheads. So hopefully they can get that back up and running. But like we said, I mean, everyone's okay over there with the rink. Nothing happened. And hopefully they can kind of figure something out and get back to uh, get back to playing hockey. Uh, what else we got? The Wildcats are going to be on TSN.ca this season. Uh, it's supposed to be three times. Um, but obviously the first game was canceled last Friday. So uh, it's now two, Sunday, November 27th, which is Teddy Bear Toss. Wildcats came out with a theme night in the season ticket booklet. Uh, so they take on the Mooseheads in the Teddy Bear Toss game and then Friday, December 16th against Bathurst. Uh, like I said to Briar up in uh, in Bathurst, I'm assuming the Wildcats are getting three on TSN.ca so they can kind of gauge the arena for the World Juniors. That's yeah. We don't usually, like I think we got one last year, but I got to believe with three before... Uh, before the World Juniors, this is a chance for them to look at the arena, get all the views, angles, because, I mean, we have one of the best um, webcasts because they basically just take that feed, but that would be my guess. 
Yeah, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good assumption. Uh, the fact that there's three Wildcats games, I mean, they can't seriously think we're a contender, can they? I mean, if I heck I'm at, yeah, uh, if I'm Ish. in, you know, if I was in Vegas right now, I definitely wouldn't be betting on the Wildcats. Hey, to win, Larue wasn't back yet. No, that's true. But, of, uh, I mean, players are certainly filtering <laughs> back slowly, well, but Larue is, isn't back is a, yet. Is a Topper and prospect. Yeah. He'd be one of those ones. He's probably going to start the season with, with Nashville and uh, see where that goes. I Get mean, those points. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just, there's there's no reason to send him back this early. No. You know, Barbashev no. is, is, I mean, obviously. Uh, I ascend those free agents uh, to Colorado. He's back. You know, yeah. it's only the top the top end players will, will stay longer in a, in a camp. Yep, and I only, I'm not saying that because of any actual we want him to stay up there, but you did mention if there's a chance for the Wildcats to take the division, it's if LaRue doesn't come back to, to Halifax and they lose both LaRue and NYA with, that would be tough. No assets coming back and trading those, which you usually want to trade those for picks in your rebuild. Um, that would be that would be tough for them to swallow. The, T, uh, the QMJHL team of the week, uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier, Justin Poirier. Uh, two games played, three goals plus two. Felix Lassert from Shawinigan, two games, five assists. Xavier Saracen, no relation? Don't think so. Okay. Uh, to Mannix? I don't think there's any relation there. Felix Lassert is 16-year-old, though, so that's pretty good numbers. Yeah. Are this, this is a team of the week or just rookies? Team of the week. Wow, so two yeah. two rookies in the first, yeah. uh, two 16-year-old rookies on the Forwards, hold on. That's pretty impressive. Five assists isn't uh, isn't too bad in Not two bad. games. Yeah. Xavier Saracen from Blainville, uh, two goals, two assists in two games. Uh, Christophe Renault from Sherbrook, one goal, three assists, two games played. Uh, Edward Cornier, uh, Renaranda, one goal, three assists in the two games. And William Rousseau for the Rempar. Two wins, one shutout, a five goals against average, and a 981 save percentage. Not a big deal, and he did end up being the QMJHL player of the week for the Rampar. So, not uh, not too bad. Let's get into the weekly rewind. Weekly rewind, and that has been your weekly rewind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, you just mentioned it there. Wildcats get uh, a couple reinforcements back, uh, and Barbashev and I sends it from the Rangers and Abs rookie camp. Which is ultimately good news because now we get to a full goal roster. Everyone's back. Everyone's healthy uh, for the opening weekend, which we can kind of get into a small preview here. Sea Dogs, the Titan, who both played this weekend. Uh, St. John getting the victory over Bathurst. Bathurst will have uh, Jan Bednar back. He was sent back from the Red Wings. So I, I don't know if I'm putting much stock into the weekend, but, I mean, you should be better than – both of these teams on paper just with the rebuild and the cycle. But again, it's the first weekend. We'll just have to see how they play. It's opening night in St. John. Banner raising, of course, against um, Moncton, who I think you said everyone does it. Oh, Bathurst it's, did it's, it. It's just starting to be a tradition yeah. now. Yeah, it's just a... Uh, I have to go back to see how Halifax did it. Yeah, yeah Moncton, it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was Moncton. It's just the ultimate, you know, face wash right now is... Yeah. is you know, following Halifax's Memorial Cup, I'm pretty sure their banner raising was against Moncton. The same for Bathurst, and now we've got St. John's. So 
it's um uh, the scheduling gods don't seem to like us here so we have to sit through that but um <laughs> as uh you know i'm gonna point it out here just because uh i know the uh the new q review yeah podcast the new q review podcast also yep. uh also they got kicked off also pointed it out um what's his what's his what's his twitter handle um there he is as uh podcast oh. wildcast podcast super fan dave mcknight pointed yep. out uh if i can only find it here <laughs> um where was it oh yes the sea dogs banner raising for all of five postseason victories <laughs> the memorial cup banner raising for all of yeah. five postseason victories uh, will be something special to watch <laughs> at the, the TD station. Yeah. And you are correct. Uh, the Mooseheads opened up. They, well, they went to Bathurst and went to Charlottetown. They opened up banner raising night at Scotiabank Center against Moncton. Uh, but Moncton went in there and got a 3 nothing victory uh, on goals from Eric Legere, Will Smith, and Christopher Lalonde, and Alex DeBow had the shutout. And if I do remember... Will Smith. Like Will Smith. Will Smith, yep. Oh, my God. Yep. I remember that guy. Lalon had a three-point night, two assists and a goal. He was the second star. DeBoe was the first star. And Kevin Ressup of Halifax was the third star. Connor Garland had an assist Eric that night. Eric Legier. Bring you back, does it? Oh, my. Eric Legier. <laughs> we got him from, I think, Bay Como. Oh, really? I can't remember the trade, though. But... Bathurst. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's bringing back some Will Smith. And then Bathurst opened up their banner-raising night uh, against Moncton, and Moncton got a 3-1 victory. So we are... So we are 2-0 in banner-raising nights. Okay, let's go. And that was brought to you by Dylan Seitz, Tristan Dion, and Mika Sear with the goals in that one. Elliot Dunway got his first. Oh, weren't we at the uh, cheers we're, for that We were at the cheers yeah, with Chris, yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, that was when like I we didn't think the game I, we didn't think any goals were ever going to be scored. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, yeah. Like, it was one nothing for like the longest time, wasn't it? That Moncton got like three goals, like it was within... uh, it was zero zero until seats seats sites got it midway through the third. Right. Yep. Yeah. So they scored like three goals. Like, yeah. Late. Bathurst was up one nothing. Keenan McIsaac scored, and then Moncton waited till basically twelve minutes left or eight minutes left in the third period. Yeah. And then yeah. got three goals in four or six minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so, all, come, all coming back to me now. Yeah. I knew we beat them up in Bathurst, but I didn't. I didn't know that they actually played uh, the Memorial Cup banner raising night. So two and zero in Memorial Cup gotta raising keep, banner nights. Keep the streak alive. Got to keep the streak alive. But that'll be interesting to see if that uh, if that streak does does continue to happen. But that's really I, like. What are your thoughts this weekend? I, I think we see Philly on in both. Um, I'm gonna say one thing. I don't think we see Philly on in both. Because I looked ahead at the schedule, and after these two games, they go on the road, and the first one's in Schwinnigan. So I don't think they want him playing three in a row. Right. Um, obviously, they're going to give him the Schwinnigan game because that's his hometown. Yep. Um, so I would – I, but – Oh, yeah, Schwinnigan, Sherbrooke, Drummondville, yeah. yeah so yeah. I think, you know, maybe they go – Same as last year? Steinman game one, Philly on for the home opener. No, because – I don't actually hate if they go three in a row. No, like, I don't either. Like if, but if I don't want to give if he is the guy giving him three right out the gate because it's not. I guess it's not three in. No, it's row. it would be it's... Saturday, Sunday, Friday, and okay. then Steinman would play probably Sherbrooke, 
and then yeah. Philly will play drum. Okay. Like I, I don't, I don't actually mind yeah, that. I don't, I don't mind that. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. last year they went Couture and in, in, uh, as long as as, as long as Diamond gets one of the first five games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because you're. Oh, uh, but then you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Well, then which one? Like St. John Bathurst. She win against Sherbrooke Drummondville. You yeah. throw them in against Sherbrooke, which is like. Well. You know what I mean? She uh, went against kind of the rebuild, so that's where you're. But it's his but hometown. You, yeah, you're not going to not start Philly on in Schwinnigan. No, considering how one well of, one of his best games yeah. was last year in yeah. Schwinnigan. Um, so yeah, you probably want to go. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's let's give Philly on both both games this weekend. Give him Schwinnigan, and I have nothing wrong with giving. Uh, Simon to Sherbrooke. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yep. And then Philly. And then, you know, if then then whoever for Drummondville, we would likely say that it'd be Philly on, so he'd get four of the first five. Mm-hmm. But I mean, four of the first five are on the road, so not always easy for a team to go on the road. But at least they get this this road trip uh, out of the way. Uh, the big one is Blaineville, Renneran, and Valdor. They get that one out of the way in November. That's fun. And then they got the what they got February is the Gatineau Victoriaville Quebec one, followed by St. John Bathurst Charlottetown, which is the big one. But those are the three road trips. Which I mean, if you're going to do that big one in Renran and Valdor, it's probably good to get it out of the way in November, where mm-hmm. generally the snow isn't quite yeah. there. Yeah, let's give Bernie. Uh, actually, probably could be 50 centimeters of snow in, in Valdor <laughs> by uh, November for crying out loud. That's true. Um, but yeah, like I like that November trip. Get the. Uh, Get the 24-hour trip out of the way early. Yep. I think they did that last year, too. Um, just one quick note. Theme nights this year. Uh, had the graphic up. So Saturday the 15th is Pink in the Rink. Then the Halloween game is October 30th, November. In- November in- Remembrance Day is November 11th. Uh, the Teddy Bear Toss, like I mentioned earlier, is November 27th. The Food Depot is Sunday, December 4th, which I would guess is probably also Skate with the Cats because that's the final Sunday game before the uh, trade period. And then Timbits weekend is back, January 28th, 29th. Uh, uh, Friday, Jeremy's going to be loaded. St. Patrick's Day game, uh, March 17th. And then fan appreciation is March 25th. So, like I said, there's not a lot of hockey to recap when you're doing a weekly rewind show when the teams haven't played, but obviously safety is paramount. So um, they do get kicked off this weekend uh, against, like we said, St. John in Memorial Cup banner raising night number three. And against Bathurst, so at home. Uh, you ready for our guest there, sir? Yeah, let's do it. All right. View from the other bench. All right, making his podcast debut on our show. Uh, I guess that we've kind of wanted to have on for a while. I remember I was on uh, just one of his quick little videos in at the Scotiabank Center during the uh, Wildcats Mooseheads playoff run. Uh, he is the host of QM and JHL on Eastlink as well. Basically, anywhere in the Maritimes you find local sports, he's usually there to cover it. He does do New Japan wrestling. The one, the only, Mavs Gillis. Mavs, how is your summer going? And thank you for doing this. My well, thank boys. Thanks for having me. First and foremost, summer was uh, was really good. Uh, loaded up with some uh, time out and vacation, so I had a lot of beach and a lot of golf. And when I say a lot of golf, I am going to refer to it with the, the qualifier. I have a nine holer. I like getting out and playing nine holes and getting out my day. Eighteen's a bit too much, but uh, the putting was good. And uh, yeah, summer was good, and we. Uh, we went from well, 
we went from summer right into the eye of the hurricane this weekend. So uh, we uh, we escaped a bit of the raft here in Halifax, where I'm at. I know some of my friends still without power, but I know down in back home in Cape Breton, it's uh, it's a bit of a different story. And across uh, PEI and Newfoundland, it's a bit messy as well. So hopefully everyone gets back on their feet soon. But uh, how how'd you guys survive it? Uh, I didn't lose power at all. Jeremy had a little bit of flickering, but nothing major. Nothing major here, which was, you know, I mean, Chediac took a brunt of it, but uh, we obviously stayed with power. So, I mean, we can't really complain. And we're, we're pretty fortunate up here. Uh, big golf guys. So, are we going to see maybe a Mavs Corey Arsenault charity golf match on, on the old uh, social medias or what? <laughs> It would have to be on social media because it couldn't be on TV with the amount of swearing I do on the course. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do it on social media for sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll let them know, see if we can set that up. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, I'm down anytime. I know I wanted to get out with the Eagles this summer because um, I hear he's he's great. And you know what? It, it, it is wild. I did get to play 18 with uh, Billy Burns this uh, this summer, and Bill is a former head coach of the Capers a long time ago with with basketball. But as a golfer, I don't know. Like he's won numerous club championships, so I'm going to say scratch, if not minus one, maybe a one handicap. And being out there and watching a guy who's actually, you know, being on the course with a guy who actually is good at the game and plays it the way it's it's meant to be played. Like when they when they say four as the par, uh, that's you know he he's gonna he he's probably he's could you know objectively he's gonna get a three. So watching that style of golf compared to the amount of hacking I've done in my life and over this summer was uh, was something to behold. So it was you got a whole new appreciation for someone who can effortless effortlessly play the game. Well, Maz, we're coming up to uh, you know a four year anniversary to what you described as one of the more memorable interviews you've ever done in your life, and that was with Dave Matthews when he was with a member of the Cape Breton West Islanders. Um, when you did that interview, Mavs, did you expect it to go as viral as it did? You want to know, you want to know the truth? I did. And I'll tell you why I, I can make that claim is because before the interview, I – said to Dave, I, you know, we're, we're about to go live. I said, Dave, are you okay with being on bar down bar stool and, and having one of those style interviews? And he looked at me and said, yeah, yeah. Okay. What do you got? I said, just follow my lead. Cause I know he, I, I knew he was familiar with, there's a band called the, the Dave Matthews band, but didn't really know the catalog. So it kind of was a, just a, a wink and a nod. Like if he, if he said to me that he wasn't comfortable with that or really didn't, you know, I was like, I, I don't know. No, I would have dropped the whole, I would have dropped the whole gimmick right there because, you know, it is, you know, Dave, he still is, you know, he still, you know, he still is a teenager. Although I saw him with a, a, a bear that he killed on his Instagram, which was pretty wild. <laughs> but like, I mean, that, like that was just, it, again, when you're interviewing teenagers, you, you do have that, that fine line of, okay, you know, we, we're going to have some fun here and that's, but yeah, I, I had a, I had a sense that if, uh, the right people that are Dave Matthews fans, uh, saw that they, it, it would go, it would go quite, quite far. I think Starzomsky, uh, is a massive 
Dave Matthews fan. It's either it's either him or Tom uh, or Todd, and uh, it's been down there for I've seen Dave twenty eight times, and always will they'll always bring up the Dave Matthews interview. So and even when I'm when I was calling his games in Moncton, when I got an opportunity, when I got to slide one in there, you know it's uh, I'm sliding in reference, but yeah, no, I, I tell you. The fact that Dave was able to do that, it, the hockey interview with Dave was, was so well done. He was, you know, he didn't realize any of the references I was making, but man, he answered that, those questions extremely well. <laughs> that's, that's an interview you need to re not redo, but re try and rehash with, uh, some updated references, see if he still catches on or whatnot with now that he's with, with, uh, with Moncton, but, you know, being one of the better interviews that you've ever had there, just kind of tell us how you got into getting into the hockey world and Eastlink TV and, you know, being one of the uh, the, the better interviews, if you will, uh, in, in the queue. So it started back, like, I mean, if you want to go way, way back, when I was three, uh, um, I watched the Raccoons on ice and three or four, and that's when I was informed that Danny Galvin was a distant cousin of mine because he was doing the voice of uh, of the sportscaster and that. So that was always kind of cool to know, hey, this guy's a sportscaster, and he's related to me, and it was kind of always in the, you know, in the view of where I want to do and what I want to go for. So at CBU, UCCB, I was announced at basketball there, and through my, you know, my years at working with the athletic department that turned into me doing a bit more work with the AUS when I moved to Halifax, which turned into me working for the Rainmen, which turned into me being a play-by-play guy doing basketball and all kinds of sports with uh, sportsstream.ca, which turned into me saying, Jesus, I, I really should go back to school for radio and TV arts and make this thing official. So I went back, actually it was 10 years, this 10 years this month that I went back to NSCC the two-year radio TV art program and while in radio TV arts, I mean the sports community here in, in, in Halifax, Nova Scotia, they had a they had a good idea of who I was and thankfully Eastlink, they called me up for a couple games and next thing you know, I mean Alex Hader went from Eastlink to work global global mornings weather, opened up a spot with Eastlink in the middle of the, of the uh, Mooseheads Mam Cup run, and I, I I slid in there at that point, and I've been with Eastlink ever since. So it's it's been a really good ride with the, with uh, covering local sports. That's kind of how it started. And again, with I, I tell the story about hopping on the bench for the first time and going to ask uh, Mike Kelly a question, and uh, you know Mike Kelly with the St. John Sea Dogs who were horrendous at the time, just trying to get out of the season, just trying. to off playing against the Memorial Cup, uh, the team that was going to win the Memorial Cup, the Halifax Moose said maybe one of the best teams in CHL history, and they're down two nothing, six minutes into the game, and out comes the kid who's done nothing but basketball his whole life <laughs> to ask them about, hey, why are you, why are your players taking so many penalties? It wasn't <laughs> quite like that question, but it's along that vein, to which he hit me with a a pretty gruff response, and for some reason I thought, well. That wasn't long enough. I should get a follow-up with this coach. <laughs> he hits me with an even gruffer response, and I run off the bench. And his camera's stuck on his face, and he mouths the words, 
go after yourself as I'm walking away. It was, uh, that was my, uh, my baptism by fire to the world of hockey. So I, I love it. I told him that story at a golf tournament years later and we all had a good laugh at it. It's, it's a fantastic story. That's uh, welcome to hockey kid. Be ready for it. <laughs> wow. That is uh, that is baptism by fire. Uh, what are the chances of, uh, of you getting us one of those East link TV towels uh, oh. for, for the studio? <laughs> A million times, yes. I the, the towels. I I've, uh, I'm notorious for going into the truck, grabbing a couple towels, and, and giving them to the giving them to the kids or giving them to whoever whoever's requesting a towel. I'm usually the guy that has that goes into the truck and will uh, fulfill that obligation. And I think for your for your set, getting the East Link uh, QMJHL Friday Night Hockey towel, I think uh, I got to send one up to uh, send one up to Moncton. Although I think we're in Moncton. I think we're there in November, but so make sure we get you some uh, any sling towel that by by then at least. Did you mean like just get the towel or get on TV and wrap it around our shoulders oh, and get well, the I mean, Mavs geez, now? Now we're now we're talking about that. Right? Oh, like, we, we don't I want mean, we don't just want oh, it. We got to earn that with the interview. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> I've had I've had the boys from the high button. I've had Jeremy uh, Justin from the high button on, so it only makes sense. I have only. Both. The Wildcast, huh? I'll in just, Moncton? Uh, that, if I, if, Absolutely. If, if I'm up there, we're doing it. If I ever get that opportunity, I'll uh, I'll channel my uh, that my inner Canadian Tire commercial. You know, everybody's contributing. Uh, all lines <laughs> are firing. Uh, it feels great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> What's I, I I thought you were gonna throw out the uh, oh, if only we had a guy like uh, what was the kid's name from that Canadian Tire commercial? Do you oh, remember that one, Sergey Puckazin? What is it, Sergey Puckazin? No, no, no. It's the uh, uh, is it Albert? Everyone's everyone always just passes over Albert, and all of a sudden he's the greatest <laughs> hockey player ever. There's other bench. If only we had a player like Albert. Someone, someone in the comments is going to send that in, or it's going to pop into my head magically in 20 minutes. <laughs> Beauty. Um, yeah, no. You let us know the uh, the game you're there, and we'll uh, we'll definitely get uh, get our tickets and 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 be there. But um, I guess just before we started this, New Japan, um, you're obviously a big wrestling guy. We have Pat on. We've had Aiden on a little bit talking wrestling. But how did New Japan? How does a guy from Halifax and doing the Q and Eastlink TV get over to New Japan wrestling and just talk about what that atmosphere is like? I mean, I've never honestly watched New Japan wrestling. I've only ever watched the you know, the big media, WWE and a little bit of WCW, but just what's new Japan wrestling like new Japan professional wrestling is a fantastic atmosphere. It is a different atmosphere than you would get from the North American professional wrestling scene where I, I know the fans will love to chant. This is awesome over everything. Or if you're familiar with stone cold and the what, what, yeah. what finishing off every promo. Although there's not a lot of promos in, in, in there. You in, in Japan, you'll see, you'll, you'll see a lot of, of the fans clapping along to the beast of uh, the theme songs and being very respectful when the wrestlers make their entrance. And when they're allowed to get back to making the noise right now, they're still, they're still clap only. I think a couple of, cards lately they've been able to actually scream and make noise because the COVID thing's kind of going away but y- you would just hear them yell out like you know Suzuki you just hear that you you, you would hear them you, you know, just 
occasionally you'd hear yells of a wrestler's name. That was their way of supporting the wrestler. But if a big spot happened, you would hear the, Oh, 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 oh. It, that's how you would get the reaction in Japan. It's, it's not a constant roar like you would have in, uh, in North America. It's a much, it's, it's a much different, uh, fan experience with new Japan and just Japanese professional wrestling in general. But like that one, like that, I, I was over, I was over visiting, uh, visiting my girlfriend in Japan. And then I went to a couple shows, met the president and sent him an email on LinkedIn, literally just a email with my tape and throwing a hail Mary. And sure, you know, a couple of weeks go by as I'm walking to my gate to head back to Canada, my phone vibrates and it's a response from him saying, hi, I like your tape. I'm going to California, but uh, let's talk when I get back and we'll see what we can do to make something happen. And off the races, called a couple matches in, uh, in Halifax, put something together for a tape. And I said, we like it. We want you to come to, uh, come to Tokyo, call some matches. So right now I, I know <laughs> Let's just say it. October 11th, I'll finally be able to get back into the country after two and a half years. Hmm. Um, seeing what opportunities are opened up for me for uh, uh, you know past that date, October 11th. So it's is uh, you know the country opens up again for the first time in two and a half years, and it's wow. been uh, that's you know. Hopefully we'll get ourselves back over there. I've got an open-ended ticket to Japan. I'll say that right now because of some messed upness with Lufthansa and Air Canada. And I booked for this summer to go because I figured, heck, by June, by July, the country will be open. It's off by a couple of months, but here we are in October and uh, we'll see what happens there. But I mean, I've, you know, I've got to see what goes on with Eastlink and what goes on with Japan. I know I got to, I got a trip there maybe in January for to go see some stuff, but uh, you know, right now the the commitment's at Eastlink, but the uh, there's a big time goal to get back to Japan and doing wrestling as well. It's it's a it's a, it's an interesting timeline I'm living in right now. Hmm. That's pretty man. You're like living the dream. Like uh, I would even I would never even think of sending a tape of my voice or this <laughs> podcast to like Sportsnet or or you know TSN to get our, our you own. Don't? No. Oh, we've been there before. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not leaving Moncton. No, that's that's crazy, man. Like, what, what's uh, I guess what's what's it is it what's the I guess it's it's wrestling, right? It's pro wrestling. But yeah. Is oh, yeah. it it what's you know comparing New Japan to you know over here? Like, what's atmosphere wise? Like, is it what what is oh, there I, any is there any difference? Like, I mean, to crowd wise, it's 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 a di- different atmosphere because I think the crowd, the crowd in North America are going to, you know, sometimes try to make themselves the fourth member of the match mm-hmm. where in Japan, that doesn't happen. But again, they are very passionate. They are there to, to support and, and scream for their, for their favorites and, and boo the ones they don't like. I've, I, I seen, I've seen a lot of great wrestling cosplays at the, uh, at, at new Japan cards. I, and, the creativity of the fans as well is is second to none guys will be coming in with their hair cut just like Shinsuke Nakamura 
and Nakamura is not even in the territory anymore, but they still, they'll still have that, those guys that come in dressed like Nakamura and, uh, they, are it's, it's just a passionate fan base. And there's, there's, I, I, I'm just going to, again, throw this out there. New Japan. I, I love stardom, which is the women's wrestling, the sister promotion of new Japan. I, I, I love that just as much. If that opportunity came up, I'd be on my, my, my way there as well. Cause they are kicking ass right now as well. So we'll see what, we'll see what opens up there, but yeah, no, it's a, it, it's Japan's just a, Japan's an amazing time guys. Japan is, I w- would recommend it for anyone to go there. And as I said, October 11th, after two and a half years, I think they closed the border on my birthday, like on my, my 38th or 39th birthday, April 3rd, well, they closed nice. the border. So happy, happy birthday to me on that <laughs> one. But, um, yeah, that's, you know, Japan, Japan's amazing. I would reckon, I would strongly recommend it to anyone. Good to know. Um, also good to know is, is, uh, our friend Pat. And, uh, you said earlier, you've known him for a while. Um, what, what, what bet happened between you and Pat 30 years ago that you can tell us about? Yeah. So Pat and I have known each other since preschool, if you can believe that. Now we went to tots and toddlers together in preschool. <laughs> we went to different elementary schools and then in grade seven, we ended up hanging out again, but it wasn't till a couple months into hanging out again that we realized, Hey, we used to hang out at preschool. So that's, that's kind of how things came together. But in that time, that, that, that early part of grade seven, we made a bet about the Bengals and the Dolphins. And it, the, the Bengals were trash. The Dolphins were really good with Dan Marino. And I made a bet with him that the Dolphins would win a Super Bowl before the Bengals won a playoff game. And I... <laughs> the shocking I'm, part of that is a Super Bowl to a playoff game. Like that's yeah. that's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, and, and but what, what's scary is the bet went for twenty twenty yeah. almost thirty years. Oh Jesus Christ! Like so, <laughs> if if now we're supposed to have the game with the Eagles and the Mooseheads on Friday night, I don't honestly right now hearing some reports from Cape Breton that the uh, they might not be. They might not be ready for that game, just with the state of emergency and the state of Center 200. Yep. Not sure yet, just seeing some stuff. So we're supposed to go down and cover that game, and I was going to go down early to get some Eagles content. But also, I was going to be able to pay off Pat because we're going to we're going to make the transaction, the five dollar transaction at the junior high, where we made the bet. Our uh, the uh, Mademoiselle Campbell, who's the, the principal there, who was a French teacher back when we were kids there, has. Uh, said yeah you guys can come on in and uh make the transaction for that bet by the cafeteria where you guys made it 30 years ago so the plan the plan was this week to go in and pay them off and we i'd be paying them off on the same day that the Bengals and the dolphins are playing thursday night football it would make <laughs> it would be perfect it would be you know it would be written in the stars and the other thing i'm just going to throw on this one is ryan mcdonald's Oh, the deer. Who did the story. The deer. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'm around the office calling them deer all the time. Deer was in. Deer was there when we made the bet as well. So wow. for deer to do the story on CTV and the three of us to be together on that, was uh, that was 
that for me was was uh, cherry on top, and that was extra special. I don't know what the deer is. The deer uh, just Brian McDonald's nickname for it was goes back a few years. Oh, does it? A few goes back to yeah. goes back to the, as long as that best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so That's... yeah, the deer. I'll say deer, and, and you know, folks around our office are, are calling in. Oh yeah, Ryan, Ryan McDonald, deer. The crazy so. thing about that is just like that it was a story on CTV news. And I've said this to Layla a few times coming from Calgary, moving out here, you see the stories on the news and sometimes like, well, Barb had sparrows in her backyard and it was just a one. It's just like the difference in the news. So to see that and um, was pretty cool. Cause you don't get that everywhere. Like I, I've got a friend that I've had pretty much since junior high, but it's not since you were kids in preschool and, and toddlers. So it was, <laughs> The fact that it was a Bengals playoff game, not AFC championship, not a Super Bowl, a playoff game. And it took this long to to uh, and, 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 and over the length of the bet, they were 0 for 9 in playoff yeah, games. They had chances. They had and plenty of opportunities. Yep. And it's not uh, five dollars plus inflation, right? It's actually still five dollars. <laughs> it's actually still five dollars. Thank God. Um, <laughs> and I'm looking for the uh I, I haven't been able to find an early '90s five-dollar bill. That would have been a, oh, really be a nice touch to it, but I haven't been able to find uh, find one around to make the payment. I guess uh, one more for me. Uh, your time, obviously, at East Link, it's still going, but um, you worked with uh, one of the glass-shattering women in the QMJHL, in Kenzie Lalon. Um, she called the Flyers uh, championship uh, game there at the Telus Cup. Um, she's over doing uh, Women's Worlds. She's kind of all over TSN. Just speak to how she's had this meteoric rise and, and what you saw in her that uh, you had no doubt she was going to smash some glass ceilings. Well, I'll tell you, you know what? When Kenzie came into the territory, like we're looking at, she's coming in after having uh, some, you know, some experience at Mount Allison and doing some U sports stuff. And she had done, I think she, she volunteered with us in, uh, once or twice while at Mount Allison. So, to bring her in and to to help to help her along in hosting play by play um, producing you know all of these little little aspects of broadcasting and you know i i've been in the i've been in a situation where i've been trying to part you know impart some wisdom and trying to just give a push the right direction and trying, you know, just coaching, if you will. Mm-hmm. And there have been a lot of times I've been doing it. And you know what? Five minutes into the session, I needed, I, I should have just stopped and said, this person does not have it. They don't have it. I could tell Kenzie, Kenzie had it. She has that ability to go through the lens and make the connection on the other side. I've seen that from her in her hosting and in her play-by-play and to see her rise through here. Cause I mean, you know, the opportunity to go with women's worlds and just keep continuing and moving on and moving on has been fantastic to part to, 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 to be part of help her and witness her go after her goals and, and, and achieve them. Uh, I know we, we got to, we were hanging out we we're hanging out last week. It's, it's you know, she's she's getting herself ready for ready for this year, so we'll be seeing her soon somewhere. Um, but yeah, she's 
yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of her biggest fans and helping her, uh, helping her move on. We're going to let you go here in a, in a couple minutes or Mavs, but, uh, it wouldn't be an interview if we didn't ask you about the Maritimes division this season. Mm. Uh, how do you, how do you see it shaping out? Right now I see it as a division and this, is, I mean, the, the Maritime division right now is Halifax is to lose. I think they, on paper, have have the the best squad. I think Moncton is going to be right there with them. I think they're the young core that they had and how many pieces they were able to keep um, really put them in the conversation. I would never count out a Jim Holton led squad, especially with uh, Frankie Lapena. Jim Holton's a coach that's able to get so much juice out of the orange, and he's able to get the most out of his players. So. They're going to be tough. St. John, you know, the wheel the wheel recycles again. We'll see what happens there. Acadie Bathurst, I'm not quite sure what to make of Acadie Bathurst. I know they lost a lot. I know Gordy, Gordy Dwyer is going to have, you know, he's got some good pieces there to work with. So we'll see what happens with Acadie Bathurst. I think they're they're going to be a top-level top team. And then we get to Cape Breton, who's, you know, a good core, a defense. Ivan Ivan should be back. Uh, new coach, new general manager, and I hate you know. I've been I've been hearing it a lot. Well, it can't be any worse than last year. It's like yeah, no shit. They were they were not good last year. So this, I think you're going to see very good strides from the Cape Breton Eagles this year. Um, but right now, I think for the Maritime Division, I think it's Halifax is to lose. And I know if QMJHL Trump is listening to this now, he's say, there he is, Magic Man <laughs> Mavs Gillis, just being a propagandist for the propaganda moveset. But um, we'll see what happens. Like, I, I, I think Halifax has got a, has got a nice roster there, and uh, we'll see what happens out of this Maritime Division. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! I think I think you, Jim you, Trump you didn't is expect you didn't expect an impression of the Trump dog, now, did you? No, no, no definitely no, not. We, yeah, no, but that's what we've come to expect is the unexpected with yeah. with you, sir. This is the big brother of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Here. yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for doing this. You are now a friend of the show. You've been christened on here. Um, I mean, no hockey allowed us to have this full on good, great interview with you, and just allowed you to get to know the Mavs and, and man, we really appreciate you taking the time to jump on with us. Thanks guys. And again, like this year is say around here and around the Maritimes, I think it's, I think it's so important to get out and really make what you guys are doing in Moncton, what we see other, other groups doing in uh, their local communities right now and covering local sports is more valuable than ever. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to cast aspersions, upon some other uh, media outlets. But let's just say local sports has not been given the due it is deserved in our region or, you know what, I'll just throw it out, or in this country. Um, so I think it's so important to get out there and uh, tell them the stories and build in profiles of not just teams, but the leagues that we cover as well. Um, because there's some, there's some great entertainment there's some great stories and there's some great kids out there uh, playing a plethora of sports. And if we can shine the light on them, let's do it. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Mavs, awesome. thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, hopefully we'll make our uh, 
Eastlink debut with the towels around our shoulders and give you a standard <laughs> hockey interview sometime this year. But if not, we'll have you on definitely around the trade deadline and uh, and more this season. Awesome. Thank you. No, Thanks thank you. Us. And that's, I guess, one of the benefits of uh, not having hockey this week is we get a pure interview like that from from one of the best in the business and a guy we've wanted on the show for for quite a while in, in Mavs. I think the New Japan thing is probably the coolest thing that he just randomly sent out an email and showed up. Yeah, I, I actually plan on I'm going to send an email after after this and uh, see about getting on to uh, Sports Corn TV because yeah. apparently you're the only one that gets to do that show. Um, so uh, do you want to do that show? Oh, if it's on a night where it's not past my bedtime, <laughs> you know, like it's bedtime. I'm almost falling asleep right now. And it's <laughs> ten after eight. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it, I would. I'd send an email and see if you can get on that. Yeah, the good uh, or uh, what's that one with Craig Eagle? Sports inclusive. Sports inclusive. Yeah, on Rogers TV. Or yeah. uh, does it's across the line still on there? Across the line still on there. Chris yeah. Corey. Yeah, that'd be a good show too. But uh, no. Or uh, yeah, give me on one of these local shows. Give me, just get put my face on TV. Perfect. That's just don't go anywhere. No, just no, keep coming no, back here week worry. after week. I wouldn't leave you. Oh, thank God. All right, that'll do it uh, for this week's episode. I want to send a huge thank you again to everyone helping to get the Maritimes back on their feet. Um, again, stay out of their way. I know everybody wants the picture for clicks, but just stay out of their way. Let them get the job done. Um, so to everyone in Nova Scotia Power and Brunswick Power, PEI Power. I'm guessing it's probably it's Maritime same. Electric. Maritime Electric. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, and all the places allowing people to. I saw one tweet that there's somebody made their Wi-Fi free and put an yeah. electric cord out to yeah. bring power bars, charge your stuff if you need it. Um, again, it's just it's Maritime Hospitality. So um, good luck to everyone getting back on their feet. Hopefully it's uh, sooner rather than later as well. Thanks to uh friend of the show, Mavs Gillis, uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, one of the uh, – the better interviews we've done. Um, it's uh, it's always good to get to talk to other people in other markets and, and you know, there's people we haven't talked to before. And, and that's what we're trying to do is just bring on guests week after week. And um, you know, for, for you, the fan listeners, um, don't forget the home opener is this Sunday versus the Titan. Uh, you can head to Ticketmaster to get your tickets, few tickets left, limited tickets available. Get them now. Ish. Um, but uh, if you don't want to pay for them, you can always try to win them. And we sure love giving tickets away. Um, so our, our Instagram this Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, because you can only have it for 24 hours, um, we'll have the question three straight days. Please answer, I mean, as many times as you can. I'll put it in a roll, uh, a randomizer, and we'll uh, we'll give two tickets away. We may have an autographed item, but uh, right now we're just going to give two tickets away to the home opener. Mr. Boucher, what is the question? Uh, it's not my autograph, by the way, in case you're wondering. Could be. Um, Especially if you get onto Rogers TV. Yeah. <laughs> not a big deal. Pretty easy question this week because we want to get as many butts in the seats uh, for the game Sunday. What is Anthony Hamel's nickname? That's all we need to know. What is Anthony Hamel's nickname? And uh, I guess bonus prize if you can tell us what type of car he drives. Cool. A bonus entry. That's always fun. As long as it's sale the same vehicle he had during his time as a member of the Charlton Islanders. Huh. And uh, hopefully we can find that out. But, yeah, again, what is his nickname? Stay tuned to our Instagram. Uh, 
I'm literally going to post a question and put up a little comment. So you just type your comment. You don't have to hit us up on the DMs. Let's get as many people as we can into this contest. And uh, hopefully fill the rink. Um, this Sunday, 4 o'clock, the Titan, the circus is in town. The circus being, well, hopefully not the Wildcats on the ice. Hopefully the fun. In and around $25,000, uh, 50-50 guaranteed. Let's so try I'm, to win that one. Uh, yeah. I know you're going to be there, so. Um, which, good luck to everyone else competing against this guy mm. to win his second 50-50. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.